future glimpse I show you a mystery. One trumpet's mighty blast will pierce through the sky. The grave shall then be swallowed up in victory. King Jesus will prevail and death shall die. Keep looking upward and see 
I keep my eyes on Jesus. He knows which path is right. I trust his word to lead me through the day and through the night. Whenever I'm discouraged, he comes along beside. When I fall, my Savior picks me up and he keeps my hope
Incorrect! You are totally depraved, completely unable to please God in your sinful flesh! Ho 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 ho! I'm still getting many toys. You'll get exactly what you deserve. Cool! And if you don't repent, an even more flammable fate. Ho 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 ho! Hi, Santa! Well, Merry Christmas, you are. Adorable little bundle of depravity. Am I on the nice list? <laughs> of course not, little lass. You're on the naughty list, see? You've broken every single one of God's commandments multiple times every day. Your feet are swift to shed blood, and your heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Ho 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 ho! But I'm good. Good? Oh, no, little girl. No one is good but God alone. Then who's on the nice list? No one, see? All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Oh, by the beard of Spurgeon, that hurts. It stinks! I like the Arminian Santa better than you! He says... <laughs> He said, he said, by <laughs> he said, by the beard of Santa that, or by the beard of Spurgeon that hurts. <laughs> oh, okay. By the beard of Spurgeon that hurts. Stinks. I like the Arminian Santa better than you. Stupid little object of God's wrath. All right, send in the next little vessel prepared for destruction. I want a toy truck, Minecraft Legos, and a Pokemon Violet. You desire such things because you love the world. 
as all of us do apart from God's sovereign grace. Why are you so mean? Oh, I'm a Calvinist, my boy. <laughs> I literally can't help it. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. I'm more of a Molinist myself. You know, middle knowledge is the only way to reconcile God's sovereignty and man's free will. Ugh, not another Molinist. Look, kid, I I'm not in the mood to debate a Molinist right now. So if you'll just get out of here, I'll give you a copy of Pokemon Violet. Yay! L little Chump doesn't realize that uh, Pokemon Violet is buggy garbage. <laughs> it's got a 72 on Metacritic. What was that, Sarah? Oh, nothing. Oh, Merry Christmas! Ho, 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 ho. Ho, ho, ho. Sorry I'm late. Reindeer problems. But Santa's finally here. Well, if you're the Santa we hired, then who's that? Sucker. Oh, doctrines of grace! Oh, Wittenberg door! Oh. You contribute nothing to your salvation except the sin that made it necessary. Ho, ho, ho. Jacob I loved, but Esau I hated. Why not get your wife a tulip for Christmas? It's irresistible. I'm dreaming of a James White Christmas. Oh no. Okay, all right. Obviously it's a joke. Calm down, people. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you definitely wouldn't like the Pelagian Santa. Uh, he's not a very nice guy. Anyway, all of these are really messed up, aren't they? But anyway, uh, he's making, he's kind of poking fun. This, that's the Babylon B for you. However, lots of truths there. It is true that you contribute nothing to your salvation, but the sin that, that cost Christ to go to the cross, amen? That is true. And so there's a lot of truth in there that, that he said, but obviously it's a funny spin on it uh, of everything, because that is true. But uh, a James White Christmas, yeah. Anyway, OPBC Online, a ministry of Old Pass Baptist Church, the special un-Christmas special broadcast. Right? The un-Christmas broadcast. I thought I would uh, just come on here for a little while. And, uh, man, I hurt my toe. If Of all things, I don't know what I did. I, my big toe, well, I do know what I did. I think like two days ago, I, I stubbed it on something. I kicked something when I was walking. I ran into something uh, really hard. And I just, you know, it didn't hurt or anything and I didn't pay it any mind. Well, underneath my toe feels like bruised. So I can't walk on it, man. It hurts. It's kind of swollen a little bit. Like, what in the world is going on? But anyway, that's... Oh, anyway, uh, so I didn't realize I heard it that bad, and I was standing on it all day yesterday, obviously, for church. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I woke up this morning. It started hurting last night. And I woke up this morning, and it was like... You know how you can take one, I can take one foot and I can, I can wiggle it like this. 
I can't do that with my other foot. My other toe. Just my big toe. Everything else is fine. I must have kicked Mickey too hard. Actually, I got in a fight with Santa last night and kicked his butt. That's what happened. And uh, hurt my toe in the process, I guess, right? Anyway. But we are live nevertheless. And I just started a chain reaction yesterday, last night. So last night, I'm... Last night, I'm just come home from church, ate some, uh, ate some food and sat down and tried to unwind a little bit. And I just started posting stuff on Christmas. And boy, oh boy, did that start a ruckus real fast. I had women's mad at me. I had men's mad at me. I had people coming out of the woodwork mad at me. Right? They were not happy. I was not doing good at... Making friends and influencing people. Was not like the power of positive thinking. Right? So that's what happened. And I'm going to show you some of these posts. I thought I'd give you some comments, show you some, show you some posts. Really puts you in the un-Christmas spirit. They really got upset. So, I mean, I, I was like, whoa, man. So I thought I, you know, I didn't have anything really planned today. And I'm like, maybe I'll just talk about this. Throw a few things out there. Talk about this. I got to do some work. Well, actually, Dave's probably going to be doing most of it. Because I can't even, unless I'm on the ground, I can't do anything on this foot. It is unreal. I can't believe I did that. I. It's weird how that happened with that toe. Oh, I forgot about that, Carl. Forgot about that. I got to find secret chat with Carlos Montoya. It comes up as Mary, but it's actually Carl. So no, I don't message Mary like 400 times a day. I'm actually messaging Carl 400 times a day. Well, actually, I'm probably responding to Carl 400 times a day. Probably what it is. Mary Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, 
I have a lot of fun. Oh. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> hey, that was Carl's idea. Not mine. I'm nice. That was the first one. Here's the second one. What's Christmas? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I know. This is why I have no friends. Because I have too much fun doing this. What's Christmas? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Carl, you shouldn't do stuff like that for me, man. <laughs> I have too much fun with that stuff. All right, anyway. So. That's the Christmas spirit. <laughs> so i wonder when i die how many people are actually going to drive to where my grave is just to spit on <laughs> there's a line here are all these people here because they loved you ah they're all there because i want to spit on his grave i hated that guy Oh, okay. All right. So. So this is, this is the, I, I, I found out there's a lot of people that they just don't tell me it. They get, they just, they're mad. They, they, or they, they, they're not going to tell me, which is fine. I don't care. I don't. I'm nobody. You don't have to tell me anything. But it's just, it's kind of funny. So let's go to the public post, shall we? I have a public page. Loads. There it is. Let me. Says I'm live. Look, I am. How healthy is your page? After what I ate, probably not very healthy, I'm guessing. I don't know. Okay. Here we go. Hey, it's us. Look. So I posted today, it is better to dwell in the corner of the house. That's not what made anybody mad. But the Bible does say it is better to dwell in the corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman and in a wide house. And no, that's not a typo. It doesn't mean in a white house. It does mean in a wide house. So in other words, no matter how, how, how big your house is, you got a mean wife. A mean woman will take all the energy out of you. That's just free. That doesn't cost you anything. If you marry a mean woman, she will take all the energy out of you. <laughs> so don't do that I thank God I didn't do that I never married a mean woman I've known a lot of mean women in my life how about this confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble it's like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint 
See, it's like a prophecy. I feel like I have a foot out of joint right now, and my foot hurts. My toe feels like it's in a perpetual cramp. That's what it feels like. Isn't that weird? It feels like it's literally like this perpetual cramp. Is that? Okay, there you go. That's right, Johnny. Hi, maintenance. That's why the man cave has become so popular. That's right. They're scared of women. They run to their cave. Ooga booga. They run as fast as they can to that cave. Right? But I have to be in this cave because I have nowhere in my house that can, that can fit all my books. If you look around this room, well, you can't look around this room. What am I saying? <laughs> you can't look around. You don't have moving eyeballs for a camera in here. But if I had another camera, which Andrew wants to do, like a little, like, uh, switch thing, you know, all that, then I could show you. I couldn't fit this anywhere in my house. So... I had to come out here to the concrete paradise here. Anyway. Okay, so let's start here with this one. I said that accusation. I should have said the accusation, but I was typing on my phone and Sometimes it stinks to type on your phone. I hate it. Anyway, the accusation that churches are a cult if they abstain from and preach against Christ Mass is laughable. Oh, look, I didn't even fix that typo. I got to fix that. Let me fix it. Let's edit this. Goodness. Let's edit this. What happened here? It's like I was sleeping. Nope, that's right. Churches are a cult if they abstain from and preach. is laughable. It's because the spell check automatically changes. Ever check out where decorating your tree? Can you say heathen? There we go. I fixed it. I said that because I have to switch over. That's not. Although I could show you all the weird messages I got from people. Um, because someone stated, I see people preaching against Christmas. Only cults do that. I was like, that's stupid. What do you mean only cults do that? You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me, honestly. That reminds that reminds me of this. Santa is Satan. 
"'Twas the night before Christmas, and strange as it seems, I wasn't indulging in covetous dreams, but reading my Bible, I searched for a clue why Christians take part in this holiday too. I plainly could see that it carried his name, but the spirit behind it just wasn't the same. The, sp the song spoke of wise men, of virgin and child, of shepherds of God, and all men reconciled. But nothing was said of the blood and the cross, of repentance and faith, and of counting the cost. They sang of the babe, his miraculous birth, but not of the day when he'll judge the whole earth. My Bible said nothing of Santa or toys, of Frosty the Snowman and small drummer boys. A reference to Rudolph not once did I see, but it seems Jeremiah did mention the tree. I sat and I pondered this curious matter, when out on the roof there arose such a clatter that I knew in a moment he soon would be here, so I prayed in the spirit and stood without fear. He slipped down the chimney, quick as a flash, and stepped from the fireplace all covered with ash. There stood St. Nick with his bag and his beard. He looked at the Bible I held and he sneered. Another fanatical Christian I see. No stockings, no holly, no pictures of me. I asked him if Jesus was God in the flesh. He said that was something he couldn't confess. He said, I am Santa, I come from afar. I stood in the truth, the devil you are. That suit and that beard doesn't fool me one bit. Your jolly deception is straight from the pit. Beneath all your ho-ho-hos, Lucifer lurks, with your all-seeing eyes and your gospel of works. Like a thief in the night, you impersonate Christ, returning to judge the naughty and nice. So-called Christmas pagan, he said. That's okay, because that's what my sons at the watchtower say. You'll, you'll look like a pagan or like a deceiver, but none will suspect you to be a believer. I said, I don't care what your servants will say. My loyalty lies with the Ancient of Days. No matter how many abuses are hurled, my Bible says be not conformed to this world. You have no power and no part of me, so I stand on God's word and command you to flee. He squealed like a pig that was stuck with a knife. He ran to the chimney and climbed for his life. And I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Merry Xmas to all, and a long, dark night. Well, there you go. That's what that reminded me of. Anyway, back to our regularly scheduled accusations and programs. All right, the accusation. Okay, so anyway, that, that got nobody. Touched that with a 10-foot pole. And then, of course, I had to say, I had to throw this in. I would never vote for a female Okay. This I put on here, this will answer all your questions about Chris, the Christ Mass issue. So that is on there, and that's a good, this is a good broadcast that I did with Brother Pickus. It's one of those non-inflammatory, a nice one. Really nice there. Kind of soft and fluffy. Kind of like a warm little fuzzball there in that, that one. That, that one's that one's uh pretty nice one. So if you want to listen to some, if you want your friends to listen to something, you and I don't want them to be mad. Then you can try that first. You you could.
Okay. I just did a simple word search here. I'm going to show you this on OPBC on the other one. I did a simple word search here. Where does the mass in Christmas come from? Mass in Xmas comes from the Old English word for mass, as in a church service, especially one of the Roman Catholic Church, including a celebration of Eucharist. Well, now. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? So you literally walk around. So I, you really walk around, say, Mary, Christ, death in the ma- perpetual death in the mass day. Like you're literally walking around celebrating the mass. Baptist. Walking around celebrating the mass. Right? That doesn't bother you? That you say, Merry Christ Mass? Good. The name Christmas comes from the Mass of Christ or Jesus. A Mass service, which is sometimes called Communion is where Christians remember that Jesus died and then came back to life. Well, that's not exactly true. Because the Mass is a celebration of a continual perpetual death cookie. Transubstantiation. They believe that they pull Jesus down from heaven. They transform their little cracker, their little wafer god, Right? Their wafer god. They're a little wafer into a god and they ingest the god. Okay? So if you say something about that, look, you little loser. You think we're a bunch of pagans? No! I think you're learning the way of the heathen. And that's what it's all about. I don't think you're a heathen. I think you're learning the way of the heathen. Right? That's white. Now, this guy said, more silliness. You should pick bigger fish to fry. Well, may I remind you of something, my good man? Or bad man. Ah, come on. There we go. Okay, Jesus was with the woman at the well. Right? And he said, God, oh, listen, 
in John chapter 4, verse number 21, Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh. When ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know that we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. They that worship him must, does it say, maybe? Does it say, sort of? Does it say, might be a good idea? No. It says, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. That's how you are commanded to worship God. So don't tell me the worship of God is a small fish to fry. Right? Okay. And turn to Leviticus chapter 10. And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. So God commanded them not to offer strange fire in their worship to him. And there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them and they died before the Lord. Then Moses said unto Aaron, this is that the Lord spake saying, I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me. And before all the people, I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. God destroyed Nadab and Abihu. Why? Strange fire. They offered it unto the Lord in their worship. Yeah, but they were still worshiping God. Stuff. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Why does it matter? Right? So he says, more silliness. And I asked him, well, how do you know who I've won to Christ? Truth is only foolishness to the fool who will not accept it. With all the box elder bugs in here, man. They're like coming out of the woodwork everywhere. It's like the attack of the killer box elder bugs. Die, box elder bug. You get any you get anywhere in my guinea, and he's gonna get you. 
That's right. He kind of looks like the guinea that stole Christmas. Or a mean one, Mr. Guinea. Look. Kind of does, doesn't he? Look at him. Right. Okay. What I said at the top of this post is Christ Mass, the only time Protestants and Baptists become Catholic. And he said, loser. No, I added that. Sorry. More silliness. You should pick bigger fish to fry. You will not change any IFB preacher by accusing them of this nonsense. And you will win no one to Christ by appearing foolish. I see there, Michael. Now I am completely rebuked by you, Michael. Now I will quit forever, Michael. I will walk away now, Michael. I will walk away and I will leave and never do it again, Michael. You mightily convince me, Michael, that I am on a losing course. That one guy said, by the beard of Spurgeon. <laughs> yes. I said, how do you know who I've won to Christ? No Baptist converts to Catholicism seasonally. That's irrational and even childish. That's irrational. No, you know what's childish? Taking a tree, chopping it down, pulling it out of the forest, putting lights on it, decking the halls with boughs of Holly, Holly, la 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 la, sticking it in your house, sticking a star on top of it, and acting like that's rational behavior. That's not rational behavior, Michael. That's childish behavior. You know what it reminds me of, don't you? 
see. Hold on a second. It reminds me of that unity that they want with Rome. This is what it reminds me of. So, Bart, you know how it's like super sad that we've been all divided for like a thousand years? Yes, this is super sad. Well, I think it would be awesome if we could become united again, so I wrote this new song to help make that happen. You want to hear it? Uh, sure. Okay, here it goes. In the land of lovely loving, it is lovely to be loved. As we love within communion on this lovely winged dove. And the day of painful waiting for this love is finally done. As we sit and love together in the warm and loving sun. Hey, that was pretty good, right? Um... I bet if you sing it with me, we'll finally be united again. Look, Frank, I appreciate the gesture, but unless you're willing to reevaluate your position on the number one issue that keeps us divided, I'm pretty sure that singing together about sunshine and lollipops isn't going to accomplish very much. Aw, oh, come on, Broseph of Arimathea. Quit harshing my ecumenical mellow and give it a try already. All right, fine. In the land of lovely loving, it is lovely to be loved. As we love within communion on this lovely winged dove And the day of painful waiting for this love is finally done Because you finally conceded that the Bishop of Rome is the head of the church by divine right Wait, And that what? you must accept my authority in order to be a part of the one true church Unity achieved No, that doesn't count Come on, Frank, don't try to pull that trick. That that was good, wasn't it? <laughs> Better. <laughs> and I said, of course. Yes, they practice Catholicism. With Christmas, they're genius. Why do these posts bother you so much, I told him. All you have to do is move on, buddy. Since Chris, Chris since Christmas are the Roman Catholic traditions of men. I get so tired of saying, oh, this is Stephen McCool. We're wasting our time to God's time preaching against Christmas. Hey, it's Stephen McCool. I haven't seen him in a while. Uh, let's see. I've been preaching a series on the facts surrounding the birth of Christ. I went to Matthew and Luke and read where the story clearly taught by God himself. We looked at the lies and others seemed to be okay with the story of religious world is made up. Yesterday morning, I was preparing for the morning service. I received a message from a guy in Kenya. Some time ago, this man, the congregation is over, left the Seventh-day Adventists. They are now seeking help with learning the truth about God's word. He wrote me to thank me for the broadcast. Broadcasting our services live on Facebook. Well, good for you. Good for you, my good man. Good for you. Okay, so this man got mad at me. He just came on here and got really angry with me. He said... Instead of Google results, give us Bible. 
Or is this the type of IFB preachers that can't give you Bible for what they believe? Listen here, genius. I'm not an independent fundamental Baptist. I'm an independent Baptist. A historic Baptist at that. Unaffiliated with any other group. Right? What does that mean exactly? I don't identify with any of them. I don't I, I I don't identify with any of them. Right? I'm not affiliated with any of these people. I we're an independent Baptist church. We're not registered. We're not 501c3. Everything that your mama told you not to be almost. That's what, <laughs> That's Kind of what we are. Right? Anyway. Okay. So. I said, Jonathan, I have preached extensively on the subject. You just came on here to argue. It's clear the customs and traditions of Christmas, including the name, is pagan. And have no biblical basis. Go troll someone else. I have those evidence in the sermons. You can listen to them or not. I asked him, what is the mass, you fool? By the way, he's a pastor. That's why I said that like that. Um, where in the Bible does it say to celebrate December 25th? Then I have about 25 sermons. On. Well, he didn't like that. Now, this is the post that really shook things up. Shook them up. This is the post that, that shook him up. I said, most IFB pastors. Most IFB pastors can't preach against Christmas. The, woman, the women in their churches. The woman. I said the woman. I meant the women. See, I can't even write. What happens when you ask what? Where are all this wrong with me? There we go. I fixed it. Okay. So, lots of questions were asked about this one. Somebody said, what's an IFB? Baptist. And Tom Bear said, or some of them finally realize that it doesn't matter at all. Or maybe they realize the hypocrisy of preaching against so-called paganism while wearing pagan wedding rings and glorifying pagan deities by using the calendar or wearing a phallic symbol around their necks pointing towards their own genitals. 
end the stupidest quote ever known to man. Okay? Now, here's what I said about that. Okay? First of all, none of those things have to do with worship of Jesus. All of those are temporal, worldly things. None of them have anything to do with Jesus. None of them have to do with the worship of Christ. Nobody said wearing a tie is worship to Jesus. Follow me so far. Nobody said the day of the week. And by the way, I can call it the first day of the week, the second day of the week, the third day of the week. The Sunday. Like that, like that's the mark of the beast. Yeah, you got to have followed. You got to followed a really crazy, spasmatic, nutty, devil-possessed woman named Ellen G. Witch to believe that Sunday is the mark of the beast. You got to be some limp-wristed dude to believe that. That is just stupid. It's dumb. It's nowhere near biblical, and if you believe that, repent. Because it would make me want to bang my head against the wall 4,000 times if I, uh, if I ever followed some foolish broad that got up there and decided she was going to teach me Bible. It's just stupid. Okay, now, let's, let's ta- I want to tackle the, the ring thing. Oh, you know what? Rings are bad. They are, huh? Okay. Jesus is telling a parable, and he says, And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servant, Bring forth the best robe. Put it on him. And put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Right? That's a... That right there is talking about putting a ring on. Right? That's what that's talking about. Now, whatever anybody else used a ring for, whatever other heathens used a ring, it's not my problem. Right? Really not my problem. Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand. Right? Best soundproof curtains. What do I need it for? Are you buying them or what? Are you buying this, the soundproof curtains for me? You can send them to me if you want to. 
Cool. I said this, number one, worship to Christ always matters. Number two, the days of the week can be numbered. Number three, you're a whiny little baby and are acting like a child who got his toy taken away. Truth matters. When Jesus was born matters and lying matters. And you're lying. That's what Pastor Jeffrey said. You've hit a nerve. I say, by Spurgeon's beard, I think I have. <laughs> ah. And Brianna came on here and made a nice comment. She said, been listening to you for years. Pastor Cooley, keep preaching the truth. This message might help some of the And Evelyn said, we celebrate Christ's birth because without it, there would be no resurrection, no eternity with our maker. So Merry Christmas, Pastor. Let us celebrate. I can't stop you from celebrating. She said another pastor just preached on other pastors making Christians feel guilt over Christmas when we celebrate Christ, not a pagan thing. How are you celebrating Christ? How is it? How are you celebrating Christ? I asked, how do you celebrate Christ's birth? He got no answer. And this man said, why would they want to in the first place? I said, want to do what? Preach against Barry Christ's sacrifice of the mass day? Because it's heathen. He said, instead of wasting your time on that, why not use it to preach Christ's birth, burial, and death, burial, and resurrection? I said, I don't waste time. I preach the gospel every time I preach. James Madden said, because the author of this post has serious issues understanding basic, basic biblical exegesis. But the posts are humorous for the better educated. Oh, smashing! Smashing! Translation? I think he just called me an idiot. That's what I think he just, I think he just called. I think he just called me a dum-dum. I really do. I think he called me a dum-dum. Or he called me a big fat meanie head. But it was one of the two. I got called the dum-dum there. I think he just called me a dum-dum. I'm really offended at that. Well, not really. Not really at all. In fact, it's quite comical. You want to know how it's very comical to me? Because people that are supposed to be a lot smarter than me cut down trees, drag them out of the woods, stick them in their house, deck the holes with boughs of holly. Do everything the Bible says not to do in Jeremiah chapter 10 and then claim I'm an idiot for not doing it. 
They celebrate a day of December 25th, which has nothing to do with Jesus Christ at all or his birth. I'm glad I'm not that smart. But he seems to understand biblical exegesis very well. I see. I see, said the blind man. Okay. Because the author of this post has serious issues understanding basic biblical exegesis. Maybe I need somebody like Ross Duncan to teach me good biblical exegesis. That's what I need. Somebody with an accent like Ross. Or like Dermot. Or like one of those men. Okay. So, another response by Michael. Well, good. IFB preachers are concerned with the gospel and are not fixated on women. So this post is just silly. Not fixated on women. What exactly does that mean? Not fixated on women. Well, he said, that's just, this post is just silly. I said, truth is not silly. Right is right. Jason Cooley, pretty sure you're out of touch with what IFB means or is concerned with. Yes, of course. I must be. I must be completely out of touch. Pretty sure you're out of touch with what IFB means or is concerned with. Fundamentalism is about agreeing on the important issues. Oh, the important issues. Like the virgin birth, like salvation by grace, while observing soul liberty on secondary issues. I know about 50 IFB preachers firsthand. Many as close friends. None of them are afraid of women. Oh, yeah? When's the last time they preached on women wearing britches? When's the last time they taught women how to dress by the word of God? When's the last time they explained to them they're not? When's the last time they, they preached keepers at home? Ain't afraid of women, huh? When's the last time they preached about any of those things? When's the last time you saw IFB pastors preach specifically on the gender roles? Huh? I know about 50 IFB preachers firsthand. Many as close friends. None of them are afraid of women. That's like a third grader thinking. Oh, what was I thinking? It must be a third. Now I'm a third grader. Third grade thinking. What he's really saying is, I'm a loser. You're a loser. You're, you're a dumb, dumb loser. 
You're a dumb, dumb third grader loser. Dumb, dumb third grader. I think he just called me a dumb, dumb, dummy, dumb, dumb. Why? I think he might have called me a dumb, dumb, dummy, dumb, dumb. Does anybody think he just called me a dumb, dumb, dummy, dumb, dumb? I think he did. How will I ever sleep tonight? Knowing that I was called a dummy, dummy, dumb, dumb. As far as demonizing Christmas, that's very much a second or third layer issue. No one is missing heaven or going to hell because they have decorated a tree or gave gifts this year. Oh, I see. What was I thinking? And notice the two women that liked his comment. Please notice the two women liked his comment. He called me a dummy, dumb, dumb, dumb. I heard it. I could hear it in his voice. Dummy, dumb, dumb, dumb. I'm sad. Very sad. It reminds me of this. work all day doing all my chores cleaning up my messy room sweeping all the floors mother made me clean my plate kept me in my chair pity me cause life just isn't fair oh I don't want to go to school, homework is a bore. Ask me anything you want, two plus two is four. 
Johnny took my candy bar, Susie will not share. Pity me, cause life just isn't fair. Oh. That's right, the Wambulets. We called the Wambulets on him. Okay. So I gave him what he wanted, right? I He said, you know, I said, yes, they really are in a number of ways, or they're just out of God's order, those independent Baptist pastors follow a foolish order. And I guess the 50 you know are, are not all of them now, are they, Slick? Even I'm smart enough to know that. And then Nathan Noyes asked me a question. If Christmas is so pagan, why do witches and atheists hate it and want man- manger scenes removed and the name stricken to Happy Holidays? I said Catholicism is pagan, is it not? I said it's because it's Catholic. It's, it's the Catholics. Uh, they killed everyone. Now, which reminds me, uh, Leno Paul... If that's even his real name, I don't know if that's if that guy's name is really Leno Paul. Like I don't know. I'm not sure. Dot I can't do that. I have to switch back. Hold on. Switch back to where everybody's mad at me. Hey. Hey. Hey, look, they're not bad. Hey. Okay, where am I at here? Oh, that's right. Leto Paul, the infamous. You know, they say, like, how come atheists don't want Christmas then? Merry Christmas. I'll show you. They do, actually. Because India is a pagan nation, completely a heathen. Right? Let me. Here it is, right? Check this out. Check out India's tallest Christmas tree. That's 100 feet tall. The tree is decorated beautifully with elves and Santa Claus roaming around the area. Wait, wait. Merry Christmas. Wait, wait. You mean them heathens are doing that? Hey, how come them heathens like Christmas? What's going on? How come them heathens like Christmas so much? Because it doesn't offend anybody. That's why. 
That's why it doesn't offend anyone. Doesn't make anybody mad. Right? It doesn't offend anybody. They love it. This is the fetus. Uh, the world loves it, actually, especially the Christmas trees and other man-made traditions associated with it. Look. They, they're not mad. All the pagans. So why? Why? Because it's not offensive. Man, I'll tell you what. All you people that act like people love Christmas and you Baptists and you other people, why don't you come with me and preach the gospel? Act like these people love Jesus and everything. Why don't you come and preach the gospel with me out in the town square? Why don't you come and preach with me out there? Right? What's going to happen? They're going to hate your guts. That's what's going to happen. They're going to hate your guts. That's what happens. That's that's how it works. Why? Because they're pagans. They're he actually the Bible calls I don't like using that word pagan. I like using the words the Bible uses heathen. They're heathens. Right? They're actually not the the Bible calls them heathens. Michael got mad. Yep. Then Emily asked me. She said, why are you blaming the women in the church for a pastor's lack of spine? I, I wasn't blaming the women in the church, actually. I was blaming the pastor. I was showing how much how weak he was. Leno, don't send it to him. It'll drive Carl so insane if you don't send him a picture of your ID. If you don't send it, hey, Leno, if you don't send it to him, you will watch his head explode. Carl will go into absolute psychotic meltdown mode if he doesn't see that picture. So you should do all you can to refrain from giving him that picture. Wait at least a week or two. See if he sleeps. Okay? Leno, wait like a week or two. If he loses sleep over it, then after like a week or two, you could be like, all right, now I'll send it. Right? Do it. It'll be funny. It'll be awesome. Do it. Anyway. How about say he won't do it because he fears man? Y'all stop giving all this unnecessary control to women when blaming them for man's lack of action. Goodness. And then I said, who is you all? I think it's clear I'm blaming the pastor. It's his duty. 
She said, I'm coming out of some very legalistic and odd Baptist churches where this is commonplace. Place blame on the women for the men's actions or lack thereof. They escape all accountability. I apologize if that's not what you were intending to say here. I'm just very used to this type of mentality among the American church. And I said, no, Emily, I blame men. I always do for not leading their homes and churches. My point is not the women. My point is men not leading. Okay. Okay, there we go. That was a good one, though. All right, covered that. Okay. Everybody tell me I'm wasting my time. You're wasting your time. Stop wasting your time. What are you so worried about my time for? He said, I stood three weeks ago and preached on the paganism of Christmas. Not one woman got mad at me. I've learned it's not the message that makes people mad, but the way, the attitude, and behavior that makes people angry. Oh, thanks there, Johnny. I don't know what I'd do without you, you little pipsqueak. What in the world would I do without you coming on here telling me how to preach? I don't know what I'd do. I'd be, I'd be just a ball of a mess if I didn't have some feller like you come over here and tell me what I need to do. I said, I'm not throwing anything off. It's true. It's not the only reason, but it's one reason for sure. That's not true. What other biblical reasons? I said, I'm not going to argue with you. I got no reason to. There, Johnny. Then this lady asked a question. I have a question for you. If you are married, does your wife obey you? Are you the head of your wife? What? What'd you ask me, woman? What'd you ask me? She asked me a question like this. Let's see. See if I can find that one. Rumor, are you the head of your wife? I like to think that we're equal. Are you the head? head? I am. I am a. No, no, no. I'm an alpha. Uh Uh-uh. Not if you think you and your wife are equal. Beta. Oh, because I'll tell you why. Beta. Rumar, are you the head of your wife? I like to think that we're equal. Are you the head? Beta! I am. I am a... No, no, no. I'm an alpha. Uh Uh-uh. Not if you think you and your wife are equal. Beta! Oh, because I'll tell you why. Beta! Rumar, are you the head... Right. You tell him. But the good news is, check this out. So Jason Lee Cooley, I have a question for you. If you are married, does your wife obey you? And are you the head of the, your wife? She said, I just listened to one of your sermons. Good to your husband or evil? 
My question has been answered. God bless you. That was very nice of her. Right? Very nice, sir. You knew I wasn't this. Head of your wife? I like to think that we're equal. Are you the head? Head? I am. I am a. I, no, no, no. I'm an alpha. Uh uh. Not if you think you and your wife are equal. Beta! Oh, because I'll tell you why. Beta! Beta. I'll tell you why. Beta! Okay. There you go. I don't think I have any more comments. I think I got them all on that one. Okay. So, let's see if I have another one here. Hope that was two days ago. So, as you can see, some people get very angry. Let's see. That's that one. Let me switch over to OPBC. OPBC pizza. Yo, yo, yo. Put your order in for OPBC pizza. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's what I need to do is start a pizza shop. OPBC Pizza, yo. <laughs> oh, that's been a while there. Okay. Anybody commented on this one? Oh, comments. Nobody got mad on my church page. What happened? Look, they didn't. They's all happy with me. Everybody loves me now. I feel loved. I feel loved and supported. Wait, there's one comment. Oh, it's me. Never. Comments. Comments for the peanut gallery. Okay. All right, let's go back to the main page. There. Oh, I know what I want to. I know what I want. Never, he said. Yeah, I put this on here. Uh, this quote from Pastor Ickes's note. You can get this note. J. 
John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified through the truth. As we read above, we learn that Jesus asked the Father to sanctify, to set apart his people by truth, that the truth is God's word. Jesus reiterates his point when he says that he set himself apart, sanctified for the sake of those that are his people. And then he prays that the Father would set his people apart through the truth. It is simple to see what separates the Christian from the world. It is truth. This is the heart of the Christmas issue. Is Christmas true? Was Jesus born on December 25th? Do we know with any certainty when he was born? If we do know when Jesus was born, or at least if we can know when he was born, wasn't born, when he wasn't born, should we partake in a blatant lie as children of truth? This is what makes the subject of Christmas more than what is portrayed to be. It is a little bit bigger than the pagan roots or negative and positive connotations. It is as big as the truth. We are to separate ourselves by standing for and being about the truth. Then what are we doing aligning ourselves with lies? Right? So there you go. This is a good note, the truth concerning Christ's mass. And then Jonathan Melton said, should we celebrate the Lord's birth or should we fix a different date? I said, Jonathan Melton, no command to worship the Lord through his birth, but the right day would be better for sure. Jonathan Melton, I said the traditions of men with pagan trees and worship like pagans has nothing to do with Christ's birth. And then Luke Jennings says the problem isn't just that Christ wasn't born on December 25th. It's that all those antichrist gods were. Ernie just said, amen. Renee said, I'm the exception. I'd be happy to cancel or greatly reduce Christmas here. (laughs) Paul Abbott tried to tell me that Jesus was born on... uh, Right? That that Jesus, I said the Bible shows the answer. Jesus was not born on December 25th. That's just nonsense. Carl says they're brainwashed people. He's, and uh, Pastor Jeffrey said that is a, that it's a stronghold. For many. Right? Yesterday. By the way, the beginning of this video is so absolutely. This you can find. If you miss this or you haven't watched this yet, this is just the half an hour video, 35 minute video we put together. Whoops, not that. 
this your favorite president? Don't miss OPBC's 2023 Christmas Bash. It's going to be great, huge, tremendous. The biggest thing ever. Anyway, the Trump part was absolutely classic, wasn't it? Absolutely classic. But anyway, so you see the comments here and the vitriol and the anger that people put out, but they don't really deal with the substance, do they? They don't really deal with the substance of the argument. That's the problem. They're not willing to deal with the substance. The question they, they, that all men have to ask themselves is this. Is it biblical? You know, is it, is it biblical? Is it God's design? Is it God's way? Because worship is to be given spirit and in truth. And if it's not spirit, it's not truth, then should we keep it? Should we follow it and should we accept it? Or should we reject it? And the answer is, is that God's people ought to reject error. God's people ought to judge righteous judgment. Right? They, they ought to. It's just like, it's like anything else. When there are things that are comfortable to people, they are not willing to accept uh, the Bible's uh, word on it. Right? They're not willing to accept what the Bible says. It's the same thing. I talked about it yesterday. I preached. If you didn't hear it yesterday, let me just go there and I'll show you. It's the same thing as I preached yesterday. This morning message here. I preached this message over here and it was on it was it was on do you work harder for your husband than you did for the world right and it was a question that I asked it's in the Proverbs 31 wife series There's a rant in here at the beginning of it for a while. And what I deal with in that. What I deal with in that is the fact that people have accepted antichrist philosophies. Women have accepted and men have accepted unbiblical designs, unscriptural designs. For their home, for their life, for everything like that. They, they've, they've, they've accepted things that are not biblical. And all of our society now is built on things that are not biblical.
all like the family and the home and the and the mom being a keeper at home, all those things. They're 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 designed after things that are not correct, that are worldly. And guess what's happened because of it? Homes are destroyed, churches are destroyed, families are destroyed, children are destroyed. Because these inconvenient truths, nobody wants to talk about. As something as fundamental as the structure of the home. The the issues with Christmas, the issues with... With 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 Christian with uh, Christmas and the practice of Christmas and all those things, they're really a symptom of a bigger problem. They're they're a symptom of a problem that goes way beyond Christmas. It goes to the heart of the matter. And what is that? What is the heart of the matter? The heart of the matter is that we have gotten so far away from the scriptures in the design for for worship and the design for the home and for the design of the family and everything else like that. We've gotten so far away. That when people are forced to deal with them, they don't want to. Pastors don't want to deal with these things on a whole. They don't want to. Why? Because they're afraid my church won't grow or we've been doing it this way for a long time. They never study these things out and say, you know what? This is what the Bible says and come to a rib-rocked position on it. But see, I've seen the damage that it causes when people try to take shortcuts, when they will not deal with with uh, with the family and the home and children and raising them, when they will not deal with those things. And then the children grow up. And they're not strong believers and they leave. Half of these IFB children are leaving. Half of these children from fundamental churches are growing up and walking away. Why? They are not grounded in the faith. Their hearts have not been broken by the word of God. They have not been under the conviction of the Holy Ghost and they have not been supernaturally changed by the spirit of God. And they become completely disillusioned when they're old enough to because they've not been taught from a child why we do what we do and why we reject things that we reject. And the most fundamental things As mom in the home. As a wife being there. I'm telling you, it makes them angry. It 
It makes them angry. They get angry. But if we don't build our if we don't build things up on a firm foundation, if we don't do it, then it will fall apart. If the family is not built on the firm foundation of Christ, if the marriage and the home and the children and the church is not built on that firm foundation. Right? Paul said this, for we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry, ye are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he build there, buildeth thereupon. For other foundation can no man lay than that is, that is, than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man's work abide which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved yet so as by fire. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelt in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. This is the temple that it's supposed to be built on. This is the foundation of Christ that everything is supposed to be built on. That's why infant baptism is stupid. Because it's not in the Bible. It isn't biblical. It's antichrist. So then if I if I put precedence and importance on Christmas, which is Roman Catholic, which is which is after the what the Bible warns us about. Right? Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. 
See, it's not according to the, the scriptures. It's not according to the spirit of truth. And if it's not, then our children are going to see that there are many deceivers out there. They're looking for a way to attack Christianity. Biblical Christianity. They're looking for a way to attack Bible Christian, they're looking for a way to subvert your children. And they want to use arguments like this to subvert your children. Things that you cannot firmly find a foundation for in the scriptures. They want to use it to seduce your children, to subvert them. That's the goal. Right? For as much as we have heard that certain, that certain which went out from us have troubled you with words, subverting your souls, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law to whom we have no such, we gave no such commandment. Subverting, overthrowing, Entirely destroying. They want to find some hypocrisy in your Christian life and in your worship so they can turn your kids away from the faith. I watched it happen, things like that happen with teens. They're going to online websites and they were learning about Zeitgeist and all this other garbage and all the, and what is it doing? Subverting them. Of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit but to the subverting of the hearers. So what's it say then? Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness, and their word will eat as doth a canker of whom is Hymenius and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already and of and overthrow the faith of some. That's subverting them. This is a bigger issue than what you realize. All of these issues are that we talk about, about things like that. For there are many unruly and vain talkers and deceivers, especially they of the circumcision, whose mouths must be stopped, who subvert whole houses, teaching things which they ought not for filthy lucre's sake. I'm not talking about people that say Merry Christmas and have a tree. Yes, they're following heathen practices. I'm talking about men that are going to come in and seduce and subvert your children. Because they're going to be like, well, you guys don't really believe that Bible. I mean, after all, Christmas is pagan. Look what all these people are doing. All it was taken from is winter solstice and just changed around for men like Constantine. 
so they poke holes in things. And you can't defend the Christ mass from the word of God. You can't defend your worship. So what happens? People come in and subvert your children. Nobody would do that. Oh, yes, they would. The world constantly, constantly, constantly wants your children to turn away from the faith. They want to turn your children away from the faith. They want to use anything they can. If they can use things like Christmas, they will. And it starts the seeds of doubt in the children. Well, maybe maybe my parents aren't that serious about it. Maybe Maybe this is all zeitgeist and maybe this is all this other zeitgeist and all this other stuff. Maybe it's all this other things and maybe all this. Maybe Why? Well, because you leave the authority of that book. A man that is a heretic after the first and second admonition reject, knowing that he that is such is subverted and sitteth being condemned of himself. Being subverted. To subvert a man in his cause, the Lord approveth not. See, people don't like... That old mean preacher in Northfield that says this stuff. They get or not they get upset about it. They get angry about it. But see, there's a purpose for it. Number one, it's the truth. Number two, there's consequences for not following the truth. In our lives, there are consequences if we ignore the truth. There are consequences for it. That's why we have to be careful and consistent with our children. Your children will forgive your sins. Their hypo- your hypocrisy they will not forgive. They will literally take your hypocrisy to the... The grave. That's why it's important to repent of it. For all of us, when we have it, when it when it rears its ugly head. So there are consequences.
1 Timothy chapter 1. Brother Aaron said, asked me to read these verses. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God, our Savior, and Lord Jesus Christ, which is our hope, unto Timothy, my own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. As I besought thee, thee to abide still at Ephesus when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge them, charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith, so do. At the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and a faith unfeigned, from which some having swerved, having turned aside unto vain jangling and desiring to be teachers of the law, understand neither what they say nor whereof they affirm. But we know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, for murders of fathers and murders of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for manstealers, for liars, for perjured persons, if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. So these verses deal with sound and strong doctrine and the importance of not deviating from the doctrines of the scriptures and being clear. The amount of confusion that is caused The amount of confusion that is caused by false worship is damaging. Very damaging. That's why it's incumbent upon us to know the scriptures, to follow them. and to be sanctified and set apart. To be meat for the master's use in all that we do. Our children are very, that's why, by the way, if you live a hypocritical life in that sense, I don't mean if you sin because you have to repent, we all have to repent of sin. But if you live a hypocrite, if you go to church and live one way, and present yourself one way, then go home and disobey everything that you learn at church. There's a very good chance your children will go to hell. Because children can see through the hypocrisy. Right? Children can see that. They see it and it affects them. It has an impact. So we raise our children. We as consistent as we can be. We're going to fail, yes. If you're not living consistently 
by the scriptures and you you go to church and you hear that preached there is nothing worse than a religious person they went to church uh, a vain religious person they go to church children sit under that preaching and the preaching is strong preaching and the family gives the illusion that they follow it and then they go home and they don't. It's damaging. It's just as damaging as teaching them Christmas or whatever. Because what you're doing is, is you're teaching them that you really don't believe these things. How do I know that? Well, as the Bible tells us very clearly, In James. It says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with the meekness the engrafted word, which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. See, if you hear the word and you're a forgetful hearer and you're not a doer of the work, you're deceiving your own self because that's not biblical salvation. Biblical salvation is not Constantly hearing the truth, trying to identify with the truth, or mask myself in the truth, but not surrendering and submitting to the truth and living the truth. It's not. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in the glass. So you ought to be afraid of that. Like right now, if you're living like that and you're following that design, right? If you're living that way and following that and not obeying your, you know, not obeying a wife, not obeying her husband, or a husband not obeying the scriptures and following the Bible. If you're not doing that, then you're deceiving your own self. Because you're reading it, and you're actually mocking it. I'm not talking about growing in grace and learning things and 
you know, stumbling. I'm talking about just flat out knowing him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not. To him, it is sin. If you're a mother doing that, you're going to send your children to hell. If you're a father doing that, you have a good chance. But a mother is with their children all day long. And if you live like that, you make the words of your father, of none, your husband, of none effect. Your children don't even, your children won't respect you, and they won't respect their father, and ultimately they won't respect anyone. Truth is important. Not only to know it, but to follow it. All right, everybody. I'm done. Is that... Holidays, the world's holidays are time and a half. And I, I need to get, no, it's like double time and a half today. So I got to stop because double time and a half is a lot of money, man. Right. Let's see. How about... I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be His than have riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or lands. I'd rather be led by his nail-pierced hand than to be the king of a vast domain and be held in sin's dread I'd rather be his 
and be held in sin's dread sway. I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords to
Amen. Good song. Good song. Amen. All right, everybody. Well, God bless you. Uh, just pray for our ministry here. I'll see you back on Wednesday, Lord willing. And uh, we're going to try to get some work done around here today. And, and we're trying to get to, we're going to put a, a shovel on the gator, uh, change some tires around, put my winter tires on. 50 degrees today. Good day to do it, right? Uh, and all that good stuff. And uh, just prepare for uh, all the fun stuff uh, coming for winter here. Uh, glad winter has decided to hold off for a while, but that's okay too. Um, okay with that. Ah, you sound like Steven Anderson and Greg Locke had a less energetic baby. Ah, okay. Sound like Steven Anderson and Greg Locke. Okay. All right. Well, that's what he said to me anyway. He says, I sound like Steven Anderson. No, I don't think I sound anything like Steven Anderson. I... That guy hates my guts, too. Uh, so, that's all right. We won't worry too much about that. We know we make people people mad when we touch their tiki gods and kick them over. But uh, anyway. All right. But you pray for our ministry. Pray for uh, our church. Um, pray for OPBC. Uh, pray for the, ca the Canadian trip coming up. As tomorrow. Tomorrow, my wife and I and all the family have an appointment. To go get our pictures taken. And, well, I don't have to take mine. They have to take theirs and get their passports. So I got to write out like 10 checks, 12, 10 or 11 checks uh, tomorrow for passports. Um, so uh, anyway, so you, you pray about that, that the appointments go well, that we get all the passports uh, started and all that good stuff. So we got to do that tomorrow, tomorrow morning. We're doing that. I chose the day after Christmas because I'm like, I bet they're not going to be that busy. So anyway, we set an appointment for that. And all of us are going in to get that. So you pray about our Canadian trip, our trip to Canada, okay? Pray about that. So... um and uh, pray uh, for the Lord to provide for all those needs. We have about five months to go, right, for all that. And uh, so pray about that because I'll be flying Brother Andrew down there and um, all that good stuff, and he'll need a place to stay too, so we'll be working on that because we're going to be recording down there, recording Baptist history down there, recording preach street preaching down there, working on a documentary about uh, – you know, evangelism in Canada and things like that and, and all kinds of other things. So we got a lot going on. Lord willing, plan for May. You pray for us that the Lord provide all those things. If you'd like to give towards that, you just mark it uh, when you send it and say, this is for Canada. If not, and you just want to give to the ministry, that's okay too. Here's how you give. Go to our website here, oldpazbaptistchurch.org. Scroll down. PayPal, Venmo, Apple Pay. All right? Any one of those. You can give through that. Or you can go to sermonaudio.com slash Pastor Cooley. Scroll down to the bottom of the page. And our address is there. 
1030 Highway, South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. If you can't do anything, you can pray. And you can ask God to touch somebody else's heart to do it because God does it all the time. Amen. So we appreciate it. Anyway, God bless you. Take care. See you again.